it's our guest star, Eddie Arnold. Hey there, and welcome back to Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Bessie, and we're always glad to come back and talk to you guys and entertain you, and thanks for always listening. Yeah. And tonight we have a special episode. As usual, we have a special guest, and um, our very special guest for the evening is a man named Shannon Pollard, and he is Eddie Arnold's grandson, which is really awesome. But not only that, he has his own record company called Plowboy Records, which Plowboy was the uh, moniker of Eddie Arnold, which he told me that he actually hated, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. Um, but I think it's really cool that he used that as uh, the name of his record company. And uh, I'll get to more about him very soon, but I'm going to do our little intro and talk about things that we've been up to since last month and our podcast last month. So a couple weeks ago, I had my performance at Manuel's, and it was amazing. I want to thank everybody that watched me that day and I think my friend Caitlin and Manuel for having me and uh, it was just so cool we got to hang out for quite a few hours before and after with Manuel and his daughter Aurelia and she was so sweet and so down to earth and Manuel's amazing and such a personable person which is pretty amazing considering all the people that he's stressed (laughs) it was really awesome but um, I think probably the most amazing thing about it was that I was halfway through my second song of my set and it was one of my more country songs and he took a moment to come and sit down right in front of me and be part of my audience which was such an honor and very humbling because he didn't do that for the other acts before me so (laughs) that was pretty amazing and I was really flattered so that was really awesome so I'm really happy that went well because we were talking about it last month but moving forward I want to talk about the songs that we did tonight and I'm going to pass it off to my grandmother as well and talk about the song that we worked on together I actually put this song on a prior podcast but I wanted to bring it back for this podcast because it's an Eddie Arnold cover and because I added some new harmonies And, uh, yeah, so I want her to talk a little bit about I Walk Alone. I have always liked the song I'll Walk Alone, and uh, my husband used to sing it, but uh, I had heard Eddie Arnold sing it many, many times on the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, they used to call uh, Mr. Arnold the Tennessee Plowboy because uh, he grew up on a farm here in Tennessee, and that's how he got his name. Whoever discovered him, it was a great discovery, and I love singing his songs because they tell such a great story. I appreciate... uh, being able to talk to his grandson, Shannon, and I want to thank him for taking time to talk to me when we interviewed him. Now I'm going to turn it back to Erica and let her talk and see what she has to say. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, indeed. That was so amazing, and I'm so grateful to you, Shannon, for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us, and that was really amazing. I think that it's just awesome in general to be able to talk to a direct relative of Eddie Arnold. Going along with talking about the song that my grandmother did, um, I love that song so much, and I love the cover that uh, my grandfather did of it, too, so it's it's definitely one of my Eddie Arnold favorites. And when we play together, me and my grandmother just jamming and stuff, um, I always put different harmony in there that isn't on the original, so I kind of wanted to put my own spin on it, <laughs> I guess. So um, I was excited to put that on tonight. I just really enjoy playing these classic songs together. 
So I hope that you guys like it. Uh, the song that I did tonight is called It's a Sin. It's another favorite of mine <laughs> that Eddie did. I am obsessed with this song. Like, I have Spotify premium, so sponsor me, Spotify. <laughs> but um, that's how I discovered the song because uh, I was literally just flipping through Eddie Arnold's discography and all the different songs that he had done over their, his entire career. And um, I found this song, and uh, I was just instantly in love with it. So, And I just really love the whole message about it so uh, i hope that you appreciate it shannon and i hope that everybody listening that's an any arnold fan appreciates it as well i don't want to waste any time i want to go ahead and let you guys hear the interview that we all got to do with shannon it's really amazing and really quick before we get to that i wanted to tell a funny story that happened before we interviewed him so just a little bit of backstory about how I was able to get in contact with him. There is a official Eddie Arnold Facebook page that I found, and I had tried to get in touch with another Pollard, so another uh, direct relative of Eddie's, but uh, I didn't get a response, mainly because when you're not friends with somebody on Facebook, it doesn't go directly to their message inbox. So um, I never got a response. I was like, oh, well. And so I tried to contact the Facebook page, and uh, a couple months later, I finally got a response, and it was from Shannon. And at the time, I wasn't sure uh, what he looked like or anything like that. So I thought, just because I'm used to Shannon being a female name, I thought it was a woman. So I contacted him on Facebook, and this whole entire time, I'm thinking that it's like an older lady that I'm going to be talking to, which would make sense also. So (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's just probably going to be like another lady, like my grandmother or something. And anyway, so he said, "Uh, hey, here's my number, just text me and then we'll work out an interview and I'm like all right so anyways I text him and um he's like all right Monday's good so we interviewed uh, a couple Mondays ago and I get everything set up and I call and then when they answer the phone it's a deep man's voice and it says Erica (laughs) and it scared me and I was just expecting a woman so it was so crazy when he answered the phone and and it was a man so (laughs) I thought that was hilarious, though, and he was a really good sport about it, so (laughs) I'm sorry that I didn't think that that could be a a male's name also. (laughs) I just didn't think about it, but uh, it was pretty funny, and we had a good laugh, so without further ado, this is the interview that we were lucky enough to get to do with Shannon Pollard, which is Eddie Arnold's grandson. Hello. Hey, it's Shannon. Oh, you're male. I am. <laughs> I'm such a crazy person. I just, I guess in my head, like, I forget that Shannon is also a, a male name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, forgive me. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. <laughs> I feel like a total That's idiot. Funny. I'm so sorry. That's so That's funny, up. though. Well, um, no, that's awesome. Okay, well, I'm really happy to um, be able to call you. Thanks so much for uh, responding. Do you run the Facebook page? I do. Awesome. So, um, yeah. so like, how? what is your relation? Are you the grandson? Yes, so I am the only grandson. Uh, of, and of course, this is my mom to dad. Right. And he, he had two children, my mom and my uncle. And so, and then, so there's my sister, and I'm the only uh, grandchildren. Okay. That's awesome. And so I've been, uh, for lack of a better word, running the estate uh, since he passed away. Wow, that's amazing. So we, so we've been doing uh, a lot of different things, trying to you know help preserve uh, 
you know, his legacy and trying to keep keep his name out there. Yeah. So so following up with that on a daily basis, I follow the page obviously, but what are some of the things that you are doing to kind of like keep, you know, his legacy out there? Well, the first thing that we did, um, you know, started out um, really in, I guess, 2010, the first real official thing that I did was I got him a star on the Music City Walk of Fame and went through that application process with the city and all that and it, in conjunction with the Hall of Fame and and so uh, that was the first kind of official you know event that you know we were able to you know kind of I was I was able to get up and make a speech and you know with other with other people that were being inducted that were you know on it that was just about four or five different you know musicians that they do every year on this walk of fame it's right in front of um, the Hall of Fame downtown. Awesome. And so it, it's kind of like its own version of the Hollywood, you know, or, you know, stars yeah. um, on the sidewalk thing. And so it's pretty cool, and it's pretty high profile. And so that's you know that was kind of the first thing that I started out with. And then the biggest project, which is uh, could also be called the biggest headache, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is we started Plowboy Records. Oh, okay. You know, my grandfather's monitor was Tennessee Plowboy, right, and. Uh, which he hated that moniker actually. Oh, I didn't know. But the monarch, that moniker was given to him by Colonel Tom Parker, who of course was his his, his first manager, and that was Tom Parker's first client oh, okay. was Eddie Arnold. That's and so, but I always thought it was you know especially in the sort of you know the, the neo rockabilly country music scene, traditional country. You know, I think people. Have gravitated more towards the music that he was doing in the 40s and 50s that really you know, drew attention to uh, you know, bringing the music industry to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so during that period is when he was called the Tennessee Plowboy, and that's when he became famous. Right. And so I thought that was, I, and I've always just personally enjoyed that era of his career, uh, which eventually gravitated into the, the country politics. National sound stuff that was done in the '60s, which I love that too. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, but you know, knowing that there's a segment of the population out there probably probably that you know are, are listening to your podcast and interested in what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, love the, the old retro stuff, and you know that's what me and my friends used to. You know, we were part of the burgeoning uh, lower broad scene back in the you know the mid '90s when. BR549 and, and Paul Birch and Greg Gary and all those great acts were down on the grow. I mean, I'm going to go on blog. They're not in that whole section of town and they're doing the retro music, yeah. you know, in the 40s and 50s. And so I've always gravitated towards that. So, anyway, long story short, started Plumber Records with the intent of doing a tribute record. And I didn't want to do a typical tribute record where you just, you know, you, 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 you grab a typical you know, country stars, you know, in town who, no knocking any of them, but I didn't want to call Vince Bill and, you know, or whoever to say, even though he would have done it, but just, you know, I wanted to do something a little bit different to try to, you know, grab attention from different segments of, you know, different music genres. And so we ended up doing a 19-track uh, tribute record 
that came out five years ago oh, on his birth, his birthday five years ago. It's called uh, "You Don't Know Me: Rediscovering Out," and so That's we grabbed <laughs> we grabbed a real different hodgepodge of of people on this record. I mean, it's uh, it's all over the place. Um, uh, people like Frank Black from the Pixies. Oh wow! Okay. Um, <laughs> um, we had you know, more traditional people, uh, you know, like people like Melinda Doolittle, who you know, was on American Idol, um, Andy Barnett, Chuck Me from BR549, we had Lamp Shop, oh, uh, you know, Kurt Wagner from Lamp Shop, um, Courtney Tidwell, um, Alejandro Escovedo um, was on this, Jonathan Klein was on this, um, and so it's a, it's a real, you know, kind of genre-busting record and, 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 you know, some of it works and some of it doesn't, but, you know, the main thing, like, for instance, like Bobby Bear Jr., um, because we were also doing a project that simultaneously recording um, Bobby Bear Sr. Oh, okay. And it, it was the first record that he had done. He had been recording this in about five years, and so we were um, simultaneously tracking that at RCA Studio B, and so we were allowed because of um, who was helping produce that, and, and um, it was considered a historical project. We were allowed um, access in Studio B to, to track all that. So we used all the you know the great studio musicians, Hunt Betty Miller and uh, you know, Dave Rowe, and all these guys that uh, you know just fabulous uh, musicians, and we were able to you know cut very well. Uh, in Studio B, and so that, that was very meaningful to do that. So, so that came out, I guess, ooh, yeah, it came out on my birthday uh, five years ago. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I need to listen to it. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said I had no idea that yeah. it came out. I need to. I really need to look that up because that sounds awesome. <laughs> if you go to PlowboyRecords uh, dot com, it has everything about all of those projects and everything we've done since. So I'm trying to think. So the label got started uh, with Bobby Bear's release first. That was the first one we got out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And kind of the intention on that was to give Bobby, he was obviously an RCA label mate with my grandfather, and they were good buddies. Mm -hmm. And I've known known Bobby my whole life. And he was looking looking to put a new record out, and he wanted to do something different too, sort of going back to uh, songs that he grew up on, but we also threw some other kind of left field stuff in there, and, yeah. um, and, and, and the kind of intent on that was to try to get the voters uh, and the CMA looking back at Bobby Bear, and I'm not saying that we got him into the Country Music Hall of Fame, but I think we got it over the goal line, and so so the mission of the label is is definitely legacy driven, it, it's, it's, you know, it's to do different types of genres, but we, we do pull in you know, the projects like we did Jim Ed Brown's final record. And Jim Ed Brown also was, you know, really, really close to my grandfather. And just like Bobby Bear, you know, we didn't get Jim Ed into the Hall of Fame, but we pushed him over to, to go along. We got him back in front of the, the CMA voters. And so luckily before he passed away, they were able to get him as medallion. So that, you know, he knew that he was inducted into the, in the world. That's great. And so... So we've done, uh, 
I, I would say at least, I think we're working on maybe 15 releases right now that we've, we've are either uh, in process or have released and, you know, uh, some are historic, you know, related, you know, legacy driven and some are not. So we go, we run the game for like a 10 minute round, which is more traditional to uh, a punk band from Austin called the Ghost Wolves, you know, or, uh, so it, go, it literally goes from straight up rock and roll, like driving and crying, mm-hmm. to, we just did a Kentucky Headhunter record, um, and, but every, everything leads back to, like Buzz Kaysen, we've done two, two records with Buzz Kaysen, and Buzz Kaysen's one of the pioneers of rock and roll in Nashville and R&B, so, kind of everybody that we've kind of worked with, like Chuck Mead, uh, of BR549, or Paul Birch, also, that they've all been kind of pioneers in their own particular genre, so, kind of leading back to Eddie Arnold, pioneer in his own genre, so it all kind of ties, there's some kind of power, so most everything we've done. So, that's that's been the mission of, of the label and that's that's been the biggest mouthpiece that we try to you know, every time we do a release you know, we try to talk, you know, a press release back into Eddie Arnold and why the label's there and all that type of stuff, so um, so that's kind of the biggest, you know, project that, that, that we have going on. That's awesome. So I know that was a, a mouthful, but hopefully that was, <laughs> you know. No, that's awesome. That explains that, but, but if you go to, like I said, if you go to plowboyrecords.com, it, the whole story is there as well, so. Well, I'm glad to know that, and I'll definitely put um, the link to that webpage in my description and stuff so that people can go see that. That'd be great. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, that's so cool that you guys are... Uh, not only doing like classic country bands but other genres as well that's so cool um, yeah yeah I mean like the, and, and kind of the whole point again it goes back to the what we did with the tribute record where you're going well why is Frank Black from the Pixies you know on the Eddie Allen tribute record and you know the whole and that was the whole point is to kind of raise our brows and go that's awesome wow that sounds kind of that sounds kind of interesting I wonder why, why would they do that what would that sound like yeah, I love the picture. So, That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so like getting Sylvain Sylvain from the New York Dolls. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I love the New York Dolls. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. So, stuff like that that's you know, on there. And it's, so it could be pretty unconventional, but it's, it's not that it's not that weird or anything. We kind of, everybody played it pretty straight. Yeah, that's but, amazing uh, though. I can't wait to go listen to it. I'm sorry that I was a little bit unprepared on that before we talked. I actually just did not know. That's so cool. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's, you know, we're happy um, because it's going to be my grandfather's, uh, it would be his 100th birthday next year. Um, one of the next things I'm working on is we're, we're going to do a, um, uh, I'm going to kind of whittle down that particular tribute record because it's 19 songs. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful package in vinyl. Actually, I don't even have that many left. But, um, but we're going to whittle it down to about 12 mm-hmm. and repackage it and and put it out for his hundreds. Oh, well, I definitely am going to buy a copy. That's awesome. So, we're, we're, we're uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's all, all that stuff is on the, on the website, so we're, we're just kind of super long on, on that. So, That's and, so uh, cool. <laughs> and, and so we kind of, you know, the thing I do is I help maintain um, uh, a quasi-archive, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody in my family threw anything away. Mm-hmm. And even though he donated a lot of stuff to the Country Music Hall of Fame, um, there's a lot of stuff that he kept. And a lot of stuff that we have been archiving and preserving. And a lot of it's, you know, not only interesting just because it's, you know, Eddie Arnold stuff, it's also interesting just for, you know, music history anyway, just for country music in general. And so we've got a lot of photographs um, and a lot of other things and artifacts that luckily didn't make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, to get, I, mean, yeah, I love the Hall of Fame, but it buried a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I've been able to spread it around to other museums That's so um, cool. as well. And, you know, and keep stuff in house as well. If people were doing research or things like that, they could come and, and they can look at, you know, various source material um, with what we're doing there as well. So so between that and, you know, the website, um, which I've not updated the official, you know, website sometime. I was just thinking about that today. Mm-hmm. But there is Eddie Arnold Music. Dot com. That is the official site. So there's some cool stuff on there, but it just hasn't been updated forever. I think there's a link on the Facebook page to it, yeah. but um, it's just kind of sitting there statically. I just kind of run out of time to even deal with that. Oh, I understand. <laughs> but so I just try to occasionally, you know, on you know, with Instagram, with the you know, with the Facebook page, just try to find interesting things that that um, that I come across. Yeah. And, um, and just and, and just post, and, and so that's kind of a, one of the one of the things I try to do. Well, that is so awesome. I'm so happy that I was able to contact you. Like, I had sent um, the Facebook page a message at least, like, a month ago now, and I was like, man, I was like, I really hope that this person responds, like, whoever's running this page. So. Yeah, it's funny because I don't always get the... I don't want to get the messages that come through, yeah. and then I, I feel bad. And I feel bad too because I'll go back and look, and I see stuff from like relatives. I'm just like super happy that you responded. Like this is so awesome. Um, we love Eddie Arnold, so <laughs> uh, like this is such a really awesome experience. Along with that, um, I think in my message I mentioned that me and my grandmother run this podcast together, and since obviously her age bracket and stuff, like she was around at the same time, and. Um, I think I also mentioned my grandfather was a huge fan of Eddie Arnold and that uh, he modeled his singing voice and style after him. So I wish he was still here because that would be amazing that we're talking to you and stuff. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, um, I was actually going to let her talk to you for a second and tell you about uh, her experience actually meeting your grandfather. Um, oh, cool. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Oh, I'm great, and I'm proud that you uh, contacted Erica. I met your grandfather back in 1964 at our local uh, TV station in Cleveland, Ohio. And, oh, really? Yes, he was on a show, and uh, I was dating uh, Erica's grandfather at the time, and he told me about it, and I knew about his singing and all that because I grew up listening to him. And uh, I went down to the TV station, and I met him and got his autograph, and they did a little play, and I just thought that was absolutely marvelous that I met a country music star singer like your grandfather. Well, you, you, don't, you don't have a, a, a Cleveland accent. No, I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I didn't, That's the strangest Cleveland accent I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't grow up in Cleveland. I lived there for about 16 years. 
but I was born in West Virginia, and I'm also a country music singer and entertainer, and I used to travel with Pearl and Carl Butler, and I, I know about all this beautiful country music. It's beautiful. And I love your grandfather's music, too. I sang some of his songs, and one of my most special songs I sang at Christmas is called A Christmas Song He Sings. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, I love that. Yeah, I sang it for Christmas for people. Oh, I just love that record. I love that whole album. That's my favorite. Obviously, I'm biased. But I do think that's the greatest Christmas record of all time. It's a marvelous record. I don't have the record, but I learned the song from America's grandfather, and I keep on singing it because he was really a true-born fan of your grandfather. And I'm going to let you go, and it was so nice to talk to you. Well, nice to talk to you, too. <laughs> that's fun. That be sweet. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to um, let her tell you about that, because so, that's really awesome. I wish that... Yeah. I wish I was, like, around back then. <laughs> that would have been so cool. All the probably record stuff is on Spotify. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to ask if um, if that tribute album is on Spotify, because I'm going to listen to it after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it better be. Um, I haven't looked in a while, but it better We just switched distributors. Oh, yeah. Um, it was actually another really cool thing. Um, I don't know what you have. It's like, we, um, the distributor that we, we did have was a, um, they stopped distributing records. It's kind of the state of the record business, but they decided to stop selling records. So they had 110 record labels, indie labels, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, we're not going to distribute records anymore. So, but the thing is, it fucked it up. And we ended up with um, the selective hits who, um, that was started by Sam Phillips from 1959. And they're in Memphis, and they're still owned by the Phillips family, and they're phenomenal. And so we made, we, we made that transition, and there's been a few little hiccups here and there digitally, so mm -hmm. speaking. But hopefully when you look up You Don't Know Me, we just cover that Arnold, so you'll find that, that album. So. Awesome. I just haven't done a check if it's there, I guess I'll show it. But hopefully you'll find it if you don't want me to know. I'll let you know for sure if it's not there, because um, I'm excited to listen to it, and I'm happy that I can do that on Spotify. <laughs> I actually really like Spotify. I had my music on there when I released my album a couple years ago. So. Um, oh, cool. I'll take it. Is it still on there? It's actually not, because, um, so I did it, okay, so I did it for a year, because for me, what um, I went through TuneCore, so um, it was like you pay for right. a year, yeah. So you pay for a year, and then... Um, I mean, just financially for me, I kind of just didn't make back kind of what I put into it as far as going through TuneCore. So um, it's not on Spotify anymore, but it is uh, on my SoundCloud and on Bandcamp. Okay, cool. Well, show me a link to that. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely will. Um, yeah, because I, and also I didn't want to re-put it up because now I'm working on a full-length album that was kind of just a six-song EP. So I'm working on like a full-length 10-song album now, and that'll definitely be on Spotify <laughs> and iTunes. So. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Well, it's been great. Great talking to you all. Yeah. One more thing before you go. Basically, so on the podcast for every episode that we do and whoever we're interviewing, we always cover a song by that artist. So I just wanted to let you know that I'll be covering It's a Sin by your grandfather. And I'm not sure what my grandmother's going to do, but it'll be one of his songs. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. So that'll, be, that'll be some of my favorites. Well, thanks so, so much for letting me give you a phone call and, and talk your ear off and bother you. <laughs> Not a problem. I, I, I was up doing that, and, and it was fun talking to y'all. I'm so glad. Before you go, would you mind uh, telling everyone what your Instagram and Facebook and your website one more time? Right, so the, it's the official 
any on Facebook page. Just the, the you know the that is the official I don't know how to the the official Eddie I'm even Eddie site, official Eddie Arnold Facebook site. Mm-hmm. And then of course um, there's an official Eddie Arnold on Instagram and and then Plowboy Records is on Instagram, Facebook, uh dot com. We're also on Twitter. Um, Eddie Arnold the one is the Twitter handle that I don't really use it that much, but it's it's got some stuff on there too. I usually just kinda of link it to the Facebook site. Okay, great. But there's all, and then there's also um, EddieArnoldMusic.com awesome. is the official uh, state sanctioned uh, website. Everybody can check it out. Yeah. Well thanks everybody. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thanks. Y'all take care. Thanks. <laughs> Me too. Bye bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know that we had a blast being able to talk to him. It's so cool because he got to tell us so much about all the amazing things that he's doing with his record company and all the amazing things he's doing to keep Eddie Arnold's legacy alive, which on a side note is awesome because I feel like I'm trying to do the same thing with with granddaddy's music and, and all of that. So it's really cool to meet somebody that's doing it I guess on a bigger scale and and relate to that. It's awesome. (laughs) And coinciding with that, we both did covers tonight, but I'm also going to be adding in uh, two covers that my grandfather did of Eddie Arnold's songs. And I would just like to take this moment to talk about that for a minute because we, as you heard in the interview, we got to mention that to Shannon, which was really, really cool because I wish that my grandfather was still around, obviously, but it would have been amazing if he were still here and he was able to, to talk to... Shannon also and talked to somebody that knew Eddie which was his biggest idol like my biggest idol is Joan Jett and for my grandmother it was Eddie Arnold so it's so cool to kind of have it come full circle and be able to talk to somebody that his his direct descendant and and tell him that that my grandfather really looked up to his grandfather so it's really really awesome I just wanted to talk about all the covers that my grandfather did of Eddie Arnold's songs because it is extensive. <laughs> so I'm just going to list them off. He did Angel with the Dirty Face, Bouquet of Roses, Chain to a Memory, I Walk Alone, like we did tonight, Many Tears Ago, uh, Tips of My Fingers, and You Know How Talk Gets Around. And I'm going to be putting in both Many Tears Ago and You Know How Talk Gets Around because... I love those songs. I mean, let's be honest. I love so many of his songs, but um, I guess I have, I have some that really that really get me. Um, and the acoustic versions that my grandfather did of some of his songs are so just raw in a way and so emotionally provoking. So I'm really excited to be able to share those with you. Many Tears Ago is definitely definitely one of those. I think that that gets you. And then with you know how talk gets around. I love the recording that he did of it because he did it with a full band and a steel, which was a man named Jimmy Farmer did steel on it. And as well as for Marty Robbins, which I know I've mentioned before. And, uh, he does a pretty badass uh, steel solo in that song. So (laughs) stick around for that. Speaking of songs, I'm going to start off playing our covers, beginning with mine and my grandmother's I walk alone. And then I'll play right after that. It's a sin. And then I'll come back.
I also wanted to add that my mom, Tara Lanning, did a cover a couple podcasts ago of The Tip of My Fingers. Me and Granny played on that, so we're really proud of it. <laughs> and I know she is too, so I wanted to add that as well so that we could show you all of our Eddie Arnold covers that we have to offer. I touched you With soft words I whispered Your name I held your love On the tips of my fingers But that Was as close as I came Had a vision of sweetness Yielding beneath my command I held you right on the tips of my fingers But I let you I let you slip right through 
hope that you enjoyed those covers that we did. And I'm going to now put in my grandfather's covers. And I'm going to start with Many Tears Ago and then follow it up with You Know How Talk Gets Around. Many tears ago you said you loved me Oh, how happy was this heart of mine Then a dark cloud came from out of nowhere And the sun went down no more to shine Many times I've wished that I would die, love Better to be dead than feel so low All I ever lived, I ever hoped for Left me many, many tears ago Many tears ago I built a castle Built it very strong and very tall Although I thought it had a firm foundation Many tears ago I saw it fall Many tears ago, t'was in the springtime When you said goodbye and went away Oh, how well this aching heart remembers Many, many tears ago today
This episode has been great. I'm just so honored that we could speak to Eddie Arnold's grandson and, and base our whole episode about Eddie Arnold since we're all big fans. And I'm just going to do our closing words. Is there anything else that you would like to add, Granny? <laughs> yes, I want to just thank everybody that listens to our music. And I want to thank Shannon once again for taking the time to let us interview him and talk to him about his grandfather because he is one of the greatest singers that the Grand Ole Opry had or the music industry. And I always loved the songs he sang. And when I met my husband, Erica's grandfather, Floyd Lanning, he sang those songs for me. And I just loved every one of them that he sang because he had a nice, pleasant voice just like Mr. Arnold. And I want to thank Mr. Arnold for getting him started out singing because he practiced singing as much as he could like uh, Mr. Arnold. And I want to say thanks for that. And God bless you, Shannon, for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Yeah, I second all of that. (laughs) Definitely. It is pretty awesome to talk to you because, like my grandmother just said, my grandfather, Floyd, definitely modeled his voice after Eddie. So it's just, it's so cool to be able to talk to one of his direct relatives. I just want to make sure that everybody goes to all of his links. Uh, Go to plowboyrecords.com to keep up with everything that he's doing for his record label because he has quite a few notable bands on his label and then you can keep up with them there get merged etc and you can also keep up with all eddie arnold news on facebook and just look under official eddie arnold site on facebook as well as all of his other websites that come from that as well but you can find all those links there and you can also find him on facebook and twitter and the facebook and twitter pretty much the same eddie arnold official And there is also an Instagram, so please find him and all of his Eddie Arnold links on all of those social platforms. Thank you so, so much, Shannon. It was such an honor and a pleasure to interview you, and I really hope that you enjoy our show and you enjoy our special episode dedicated to you and your grandfather. With that said, please keep up with us at www.ericacase.com, and you can find all of our covers for free on our SoundClouds, and they're all linked in my podcast website. So thanks so much and good night. Say the things you used to say.